guys, welcome back to your podcast. This is day two. My name is Asio. I'm Dania. And I'm Lola. And we're back again with our second podcast, which is Abuse is Not Love. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Our at is avians.ulucm. If you're wondering how that's spelled, it's A-V-A-I-E-N-C-E. And trigger warning, by the way, we're going to be talking about domestic abuse and violence. So if you get triggered by this, please exit. So uh, for you, that for all of you that didn't hear about the podcast, uh, we're a group of three teens, which basically talk about gender equity, and we're posting three different por- podcasts in three different days, and uh, each of them they carry out different um, types of factors inside gender equity. And also, don't forget to go check out our first podcast, which we filmed yesterday, and it's talking about sexual harassment. And yeah, now let's start. Today, we're going to be talking about domestic abuse. So we all know that domestic abuse can take on various forms. What do you guys think? Okay, so I think there are two factors of abuse. The first one is psychological, which is the one that is not more obvious. It's more like psychological and how people, I think it's more uh, dangerous since it's um, and it is a way that uh, people cannot get help or they're too scared to speak up. And then the other one is uh, physical, that it's more obvious for us and to let us know that someone is going through abuse, such as we can see like marks in, in their bodies of abuse, of the abuser. Yeah. Um, I think the psychological abuse, um, I think it's very hard to distinguish between like physical because physical abuse you can see it as, visual, yeah. yeah you can see the, uh, the marks and you can ask them you can talk to them but like if it's psychological they may not know it's harder even for the victim or the survivor to actually realize what's being done to them because it's a form of manipulation verbal abuse lying you know gaslighting them into thinking that they're actually not being abused and this is in fact normal this also can happen at the same time as physical abuse but in general i think it's a bit more you know hard to so um in my opinion i think that first it comes to um psychological abuse since it manipulates the abuser kind of manipulates the, um, the the victim in order to know that what they're doing it's okay and for them not to speak up or get help and then after that manipulating is going on i think after the psychological the sorry the physical it goes on um also like in this whole abuse of love podcast we're also talking about domestic violence and like the difference between psychological and like visual like i'm just thinking like when victims are prone to like domestic violence it's even harder when it hits like when it's psychological because they're probably closer to the perpetrator and so i feel like they don't have the courage to speak up because it's like kind of really hard when you're living with someone who like abuses you. So also, I think that in domestic, like inside the domestic violence, it is very hard uh, for the victim in order to get help because yeah. that can be like an overpower of the abuser not letting out the victim uh, to get help outside their house, and that is why there's also like many resources such as phone numbers and websites that they can help um, the victims in order to get help and to discharge it to stop. And at the same time, it also occurs a lot between married couples. So I think it's... And I don't think they realize that what's being done to them is actually abuse. And it's just like a form of love. But also our main idea in this podcast is 
abuse is not love. So abuse is not, no, I mean, love is not a justification for abuse. Just because you love them, that does not mean you have the right to, for example, rape them or, you know, harass them in any way. If they say no, that means it's a no. And some might think that it's their responsibility to say yes and, you know, just because they're married, it's it's a relationship, they can. But I don't think they realize that the dangers of that on their mental health and how it's not right for them to do so. Also, um, in the sex matters workshop that we had at school, they also mentioned when they came to talk to us that like the majority of the sexual harassments and that take place are actually domestic violence because it's when the perpetrator is like closer to the victim, yeah. it's easier for like them to get away with their mm-hmm. actions. Speaking of data, um, there's a statistic in the Netherlands that showed 15% of women are more often victims than men, who are 7%, and 5% of women indicated they, they, that they have been confronted with physical sexual violence, and 11% with non-sexual harassment. That means it's more psychological and it's more about manipulation. Uh, and also, like looking at this statistics, uh, the Dutch government wanted to help in order to solve these problems by making um, different, as mentioned before, different phone numbers, which they can be easier for uh, those victims inside the house that they could get help also for their own children in order for both of them to be safe and different websites which have uh, different uh, places where you can go for help. So I have a question for you too. So mm-hmm. what, you, uh, what do you think are the different signs of someone that is getting abused psychologically? Um, it can be like small signs. I don't think it's going to be really big signs that someone will notice. Maybe some people will think that this is how they naturally react. But for example, when someone like goes in for a hug or someone wants to touch you, you just kind of flinch and, you know, back away. And when someone raises their hand, you just, you see that they're scared and, you know, that you might hit them and they have this fast reaction. Um, You know, ch- changes in behavior. That's yeah, like sensitivity. Yeah, like yeah, and the moods, mood swings in school, you see that they're sad more than usual. And, you know, this these things are way harder to tell the difference because, like, you don't really know if they're, you know, going through something or if they're just having a bad day. Also, yeah. I think with the school that you mentioned, in terms of, like, a probably <clears throat> that is a child what it's uh, mm-hmm. going through, I think also, like, if you have an effect on their school record, like not only like their behavior yeah. but also like on yeah. grades since like probably either they don't have that much time or they even don't have the energy or they're not able to study and get their things done so that could have like a very big impact on their school that could also have an impact on their future yeah and that can impact their friendships and mm-hmm. how they approach people how they make friendships how they start conversations i think really abuse can make a big difference it does not have to be physical at all but yeah. i think if you <clears throat> i think this goes on if you know the person well like yeah because i think it's harder to tell if they're just you know yeah. normal friends. i think it's a lot harder when it's someone you know since like you would not expect anything from that person that they will do it to you yeah like i think it's not the same thing as someone on the street that could be stalking you or can be actually like abuse of you like waiting I don't know that it, for example being a, a, a house member or a family member mm-hmm. which they could also like um, be it, it could be harder for the victim yeah also like when it's psychological 
the abuser uses like tends to use not, not tends like just uses manipulation and physical yeah. domination yeah. which is like kind of what makes the victim feel like powerless and mm-hmm. it's also like one of the reasons why it's like not like reported because they make them feel so like vulnerable that they don't have like the courage to even talk to someone i think that's also like with the psychological it's what the abuser is trying to find in order to get to the physical part and that uh make um make that person like as slow as they can in order for them not to speak up or to go for help because yeah. that's the moment which the abuser can actually like get in problems mm-hmm. and i think we talked about how you know how we can see abuse and the harm to take but i'm curious on what you guys think the form of abuse is like not form sorry cause of abuse like why why would someone want to do that to the person i think if you like stick to the very like the simple cause it's like probably just domination honestly like probably like um drugs abuse, uh, drugs abuse can yeah also but also be- like before going on to that it's also just like when someone like the feeling of feeling powerful over someone yeah. that's already like yeah. mentally and physically draining and also like we don't have to like don't forget that like this whole abuse in the love also works in teenagers and like when when our teenagers it's also like very yeah and like, at the same time yeah we live in a patriarchy society yeah, like peer pressure and then yeah. like having power over someone <laughs> i think that's yeah for the more complicated causes so i think one of the most complicated ones are family traditions Mm-hmm. Since many families believe that violence, it is um, it is something that is in the relationship already, mm-hmm. and it's a private matter, and it should not be a subject of outside the interference. Mm-hmm. This is not just in African or Asian countries, but it also happens in the Netherlands, and I think all around the world, yeah. because it's um, it's their traditions that they didn't change, mm-hmm. that this ones they should change in order to uh, have a safe yeah. I think people have a misconception about the Netherlands that like, oh, no domestic violence happens. I think it's because not a lot of people talk about it, really. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's just... A normal country like they have this assumption about asian countries or african countries that they're so strict with their families and you know they kind of forget that in europe it happens a lot it's not just in a specific part of the world and especially here in the netherlands with drugs being not yeah legal um most husbands who abuse their wives are struggling with addiction and I don't really have a statistics on that, but I think it's... I think the drugs can act more <clears throat> like on aggressiveness. Yeah. And also like um, the wanting money in order to buy more and more and more. Yeah. Could actually become an abuse, for example, abusing of their partner in order to get more money mm-hmm. and make use of more drugs that could yeah. also lead to more violence. And also like the financial situation of the family can, you know, help cause stress between the um you know the couple but i still don't think and it is still not justifiable for someone to cause any harm to anyone else even though they're going through something they're going they're stressed i think there are more healthy sorry healthier ways to deal with it other than just i don't know letting your anger out on someone especially physically or mentally like it's not healthy for all the parties 
I also think like in the economics factor, like probably like in some families, there is in the case that one of them, they depend on the other one's money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're probably scared of saying that they were abused in order for them to, to divorce or to separate and that particular person to run out of profit and not be able to survive or not be able to have the money in order to keep on with their lives. So yeah. I think that's one of also, the Also, like, factors. within the family, if we're still talking about people our age, like, students, it could be, like, parenting issues. Like, mm -hmm. an abusive father can, like, from what I've, I've seen, I have a friend in Italy who had this problem, and her father was very abusive towards her mother. So, like, it kind of developed a psychological issue with her, yeah. and she ended up going to therapy, but, like, I think it's also very much the parent figure that should teach you, and when that's lacking, it kind of, like, starts going downhill, I think. Yeah, and also, like, comparing with um, uh, many families, I think that um, in a family, like, the as a daughter, like, I have my parents as a referring, like, I, they tell me to be educated with like people and like be responsible and when you don't have that you have a lot of impact in abuse yeah and even though like if the what you're getting from your parents instead of being yeah. instead of positive it's negative like you could have a lot of impact to your psychological issues yeah and it's also if you're growing up seeing your father for example like insulting your mother belittling her and just not treating her well enough, it does not have to be hitting her or just like swearing at her directly. You can see that through her his actions and you can see how it affects your mother in some ways and how she behaves and it kind of becomes normal to you. That's, that, that's how fathers yeah. act and that's how they should act. And, you know, I think that grows on to be a further problem in the future for you. It's not just the man's fault because you're learning that this is normal. So you're growing up thinking this is the idea that you should follow. And you can also see a lot of women actually believing for this idea, even though a lot of people advocate advocate that this is not right, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, they will just, you know, they believe that it's true because that's what they grew up with. Yeah. So, and I think changing that is very hard, especially at a really old not very old but like you know late in their lives i think this could also like with a woman for example could impact like for example in the future marriage like mm -hmm. they get abused and they will not try to find help mm -hmm. since it is something normal for them they, they have seen that's yeah, like a trigger like bring with that, yeah you yeah bring exactly and for the, the kid it will be like a normal thing to do to their own wife and that wife probably doesn't say um doesn't say anything so i think it could impact both uh genders male and woman yeah i think that is right and i think um like they might think that what is the point of us going to therapy as such a young not a young like a late time like what's the point you know we already mm -hmm. dealt with it why would we do it again but i think it's really important to set a standard or set an example for the next generations to come that you have to do something about it no matter your age no matter what you're dealing with even if it happened in the past you bring it up again i know it is very hard and it's not an easy thing to deal with of course especially since if you especially since like you were dealing with it for many many years but at the same time it's really important to actually get into the I, you know, well, yeah, yeah i think that that's something that changed during generations like for example mm -hmm. the previous generations they were a lot more sexist and i think like yeah i was we're like a lot more um, 
as you say, like neutral, yeah. and we know where to want to speak up, and we know that um, going to therapy it's not a bad thing, even though it can, yeah. it's also like a yeah. positive thing. That probably in the past it could seem as like, oh, you're going to therapy because you're crazy or yeah, and you need very special help. You have a lot of mental issues, yeah. exactly. And I think now with our generation, it's more like normal, like someone going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And for example, yesterday in our when we had our speaker uh, mm-hmm. speaker Shira, she she told us the way that. Um, getting professional help was one of the best things that she could do to her issue and it's very like an important thing that she mentioned in order to um, people that go to therapy not to be scared to say it or to be scared to go yeah okay so now we'll look a bit about like the warning signs um so what do you guys think um I would say like being very possessive and jealous yeah extreme jealousy yeah of the other person like if you just make a little arguments about you know what they're going who they're hanging out with maybe it's just a colleague maybe it's just a friend you're just yeah and i think that's because of a deep-rooted insecurity in yours Mm -hmm. like just keeping control of those yeah you want to keep in control because you know that you feel like there's someone else better than you and you're scared that they will take them away from you yeah. and you just have that insecurity that if you just let them go by their own they will just run away from you you just want to take control of them you just want to possess them and i think that what causes you know the perpetrator to like isolate the person and you know you can clearly so, see it uh, it could be isolate like himself yeah. in order not to show this those signs for people to suspect from him mm-hmm. but yeah i think that controlling it's like yeah. controlling also like person. preventing the other person like in doing what they want i think mm-hmm. that's also like a one thing because if this person gets to like leave enjoy themselves i feel like whoever the perpetrator is gonna feel like very like even more frustrated so mm-hmm. also like another one would be like a history of violence yeah yeah and then also history of violence is actually very important i think people overlook it sometimes yeah. because of like the people the person changed they got better that is so true in many cases mm-hmm. like people can it change help. People, yeah, yeah people get better but i think people who fake it people are like oh i got better I, i'm so much better now but then they go on they make the same mistakes they treat the the next person the same way that they they treated the past person you know they never change actually and i think that's when it gets dangerous for other people yeah um also there's like isolating the other people from their family their friends or their real life so i actually have a brief story to tell you guys about this like excluding the victim from their family society um so my best friend i'll name her b she lives in italy and we've been really close friends in like since childhood and she used to be a professional ballerina dancer until her mom and dad started having like family issues Mm -hmm. and um he would like beat her like her mom and it got really bad at a a point where bianca was sent to our house for almost a year and a half her name is bianca yeah her name is bianca um she was sent to our house she stayed with my grandma because we weren't living in italy and um, Bianca's mom wanted a divorce with her husband. However, this man is a lawyer and he never granted the divorce permission. So they're still actually living together and their her, her abuse is like both 
mental and actually physical mm-hmm. because I remember when I was a kid we used to go to her house and visit also when like this whole abuse relationship started mm-hmm. and he wouldn't let her call us anymore because not her Bianca's mom is very much friends with my mom and like he would take her phone away he wouldn't let her go see her family and there was this like period in time where Bianca's grandmother would call us asking if her she was fine because like he wouldn't let her contact his family and he wouldn't let her go to work so she stopped working and it's actually like, it's like still like this because as I said he's a lawyer and he has a lot of power in the house and dominance and he essentially just keeps her like in the house and Bianca had to stop her ballerina career and she now studies like near the city where I live far from her father and she couldn't take away her mother because he just wouldn't let her so like I feel as if when perpetrators have this aim of taking the victim away from the social circle to keep them to her- themselves is like quite a big problem and like it shouldn't be neglected yeah so, so I, think, um, yeah, I think that's an example of what like, we mentioned before we thought the science and everything like manipulation domination so in general and how we um mentioned before like not only the um, the mom in this case is taking um, effect, but also the child. And that is why most of the um, websites used, um, they provide help for the children also, in order for them to uh, yeah. have the better help in this situation. Because looking and seeing your parents fighting, of course, is not one of like the best, um, best situations to go yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that also leads to, you like if you're dating someone as a teen yourself they might abuse you you'd be like oh i see this with my parents it's fine it's okay but in reality also not okay also i think like with a teen for example like but uh, i think like also younger people like um being like in a relationship for example your first relationship not knowing how that works and they start abusing of you like you think oh this is how it works Mm-hmm. Oh, this is like, yeah. oh, it's, he loves me, so that's why he wants to control me in order to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is one of the main reasons in teenage years, like, why do we, why do they get abused? Yeah. So, yeah. there's like three types of main abuse. There's the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, and the verbal and emotional abuse. So, the, phys- the physical abuse is, for example, like scratching, kicking, punching, choking, using a weapon. And then you have the sexual abuse, which is also date rape. Yeah. Un- unwanted kissing or touching, forcing someone to do something when they say no. Um, or even if they don't say no, yeah, that doesn't exactly. mean like you have you can do yeah, it. Yes, like yeah. for someone to go further sexually than he or she wants to. And then for the verbal and emotional abuse, emotional abuse part, it's name calling, putting someone down, telling the person what to do, like again, stalking. disregarding their feelings. Yeah. So essentially, them. anything that is overpowering, overbearing, and not dominating yeah exactly um and i think that also can go back to their childhood and that we'll talk a lot about how they grew up because like a person can't just somehow appear magically like this there has to be some problems that they dealt with and i think that the abuser can also heal from that and become a better person it's i think it's a healing process for both parties that that they should go to that's why there's couple therapy there's normal therapy and for this podcast we urge everyone or anyone who's listening right now 
um, to just look around them, look at how people are treating them, their partner, their friends, and see if they see any signs of abuse. It can be verbal, can be mental, yes. can be physical, and we urge you to seek help and talk to someone about it because it is not okay. Yeah, and also like according to the handout that um, I found from the University of Maastricht, that there are patterns of dating abuse. The mm-hmm. first phase is tension building. Yeah. So it's when things start to get tense between arguments. The, yeah, the yeah. two people. It's arguments, like making false accusations. The abuser mm-hmm. yells at the to- at the victim for no reason, and it's like general the atmosphere is quite tense. And yeah. then phase two, which is explosion. Mm-hmm. So it's the tension is like the least in a burst of physical sexual and or verbal emotional abuse like the ones we mentioned before yes and this is in terms of like screaming yelling hitting and grabbing throwing objects mm-hmm. and the phase three which is called honeymoon and the abuser tries to make the target stay in the relationship in the relationship by apologizing mm-hmm. so it's like by faking an apology, by faking apology. Yeah. yeah and at this point, it's like also like psychological for the abuser themselves mm-hmm. because they're tricking the victim. And they might think that, yeah. oh, I did them wrong by yeah. leaving. Like and saying, then, I love you. Yeah, and then they come back. Yeah, giving them gifts and flowers. Yeah. Like, or trying to come back. To and trick then, them. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, these are what the counselors have listed as patterns of dating abuse. Um, to finish up this uh, podcast and this uh, factor of gender equity, I'll, I'll give you like different groups, different groups which uh, helps in with this type of factors. Yeah. Uh, sorry for my pronunciation, but they're the Beleved House, the Beleved Group, sketching correlated, and there are different um, um, numbers like the primary eight line, which is zero twenty six one three zero two four five. Um. We know that there's a lot of international students or just people who cannot really understand Dutch. So we're going to list those off off in the description so you can just search them up if you need help. And you have to just search the area you're in. I think it's better than just searching randomly. We'll be them down in the podcast description box. And also, just as a very, just like they mentioned, the primary aid line, but we also have the university fem group right near school. Which is which treats oh, yeah. with this issue and have done a campaign so for abuses not love. Yes, and yes. it's really helpful. So please, guys, seek help and stay healthy and safe. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.